welcome to my podcast. My name is Mark Provitz, and on this podcast, this is a feel-good, uplifting type of positive podcast where we talk to inspirational people with out-of-the-ordinary type careers living amazing lives and using their positive mindset to really uplift and help people in their community. So if you've ever felt down and out, this is the place to come if you'd like to feel good. I'm a hypnotherapist and an NLP practitioner, and I help people with addictions such as alcohol and tobacco. I also help people who are dealing with anxiety and stress. I also work with athletes who would like to improve their mindset and their performance. Now, today we'll be talking to a woman's trauma specialist. Her name is Maria Wenner. This girl is amazing. From the minute I met her, I always wanted to get her on my podcast and I've been lucky enough to get her. We all know people that have had trauma, whether you're a man or a woman, you'll definitely get something out of this. So make sure you listen to the end and you'll really get some tips and suggestions and you can even contact Maria afterwards. She'd love to hear from you. Uh, Firstly, I'd like to thank my sponsor and that is Nuvi Essentials. Now, they are a magnesium minerals company, an Australian-owned company that we actually supply a lot of sports people and people who would like to just improve their magnesium levels in their body through bath salts and also the magnesium oils. Don't forget to subscribe or tell your friends about this podcast. That way, when I see people showing support, I can make more podcasts and I can enrich your lives with these amazing people that I find. Okay. Okay, guys, Uh, I just wanted to introduce a very special person. Her name is Maria Wenner, and we completed our Master Practitioner together. And as soon as I met her, the minute I met her, I always wanted to introduce you to her, and I also always wanted to do a webcast with her so here we are today and i think the best way for you to get to know her is if i ask a few questions thank How you for having me here <laughs> <laughs> all so right nice. maria so just so everyone can get to know a little bit about you yeah what do you love about nlp oh god there's so much i love about nlp nlp is just when I got exposed to NLP, I really found the how, the how to different things. So I'd already studied a lot of things about Joe Dispenza and different people who were talking about the power of belief and the power of limiting beliefs and how we can remove limiting beliefs to really get strong in our in our whys and our reasons for how to have a really clear focus on where we want to go. And I read all of these different books about beliefs and limiting beliefs and how to find them and everything, but there was nothing that told me how to actually remove it. Yeah. Nothing. I couldn't find anything. And then all of a sudden I got exposed to NLP and it was like the, everything just came together. It was like the house that I had been looking for all of the techniques, all of everything that we need to really just extract limiting beliefs, extract the emotions understand how we can shift things in our mindset in a really quick easy effective way and so i'm so excited about nlp because it's so effective so efficient and so gentle on the mind it's not like a scary technique where we have to talk about our problems for ages it's really just straightforward 
it makes sense and I just love it because of it, it's, its effectiveness. Yeah, it is funny. Like when I tell people I do hypnosis, I've noticed a lot of them won't look me in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. They, they say to me, oh, you're going to hypnotise me and it, it's always a good laugh. They always And they say to me, oh, you're going to use your Jedi mind tricks on me. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it, it is funny because there is that mystique. Yeah, it is. in this kind of darkness of we're going to use it for bad or we're going to try to manipulate people. Yeah, and, you know what I always try to explain to people is your unconscious mind will only accept values that it's congruent with anyway, and it will never ever make you drink from the lower shelf. It's going to take you higher, not lower. So you'll walk out of here better, not worse. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, exactly. That's actually one of the things that I hear all the time is people saying like, oh, but hypnosis, oh, I don't know. I don't want to have to like quack like a chicken and do different things. Like yeah. a lot of people have such a fear. So I hear that either that people are really afraid of like, am I going to get manipulated to do something I don't want or it won't work on me because my mind is too active. So that's two things that people say to me all the time. And it's it's really important to kind of realize that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So true. We literally wouldn't do anything that is outside of our own integrity. So if you know your own integrity, you just wouldn't do it. So when you see people who are going up on stage and, you know, volunteering, they're all volunteering. They know what's going to happen. They know what they know that they're at the stage show and they know that they're going to go up and have fun. And they're usually the extroverts that like to dance at the party or that like to be a bit crazy or to do different things. So they like to entertain people and they are fully aware of what's going to happen. And so when they go up on stage and play and have fun, they usually come out of the stage and being all super excited and happy because they've had a good time. Right. Yeah, it's so true. So. Just to lift the veil off NLP and timeline therapy and, and even hypnosis, mm -hmm. what would you say would be the most common misconception about that? I think that is actually the one biggest misconception that I've heard, that is that NLP is mystic and we don't really know how it works and it's gonna you're going to mind Jedi me just like what you said before that it is uh, something that's going to be done to me instead of with me. Yeah. That is such a misconception because it's all done together with the person. It's literally the person following the instructions of somebody that they trust, somebody that they have, you know, faith in and trust in, and you would just wouldn't do it unless you were trusting the practitioner, really. Yeah. And, and, and also someone who's been trained by the right company and the right amazing people because seriously I feel blessed and honored to have been trained by Adriana James yes absolutely there oh. is so many different people offering NLP out there right now and and because it is an unregulated business you can find the courses for $200 online or seven bucks online I've seen those <laughs> yeah you can do any and the quality of the information that you get is really vastly different if yeah, you go yeah. to somebody who's been trained in a really high quality setting, um, the the material, the the stuff that they know, the expertise that they have, and what how they're going to be able to help you ultimately is seriously different from some of these other ones. Now yeah, the other yeah. ones can still be really interesting to do. Like they can yeah. still help and they can be good. And I like that NLP overall is out in the masses and that people can get to know about it because I believe that if 
we had more NLP out in the world and we just spread it more to more and more people, we would actually have a happier, nicer place because we could literally help people change their mindset, um, have positive focus, remove negative emotions and stuff. So I believe it's really good that it's out there. However, you you get different types of people depending on what kind of education they have. And I agree, Adriana James and the Tad James company has just been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I can thoroughly recommend it. Like mm-hmm. when I knew she got up at 2 o'clock in the morning to deliver our uh, our seminars. Yeah. For someone that doesn't even have to get out of bed anymore, really. Yeah. They're not doing it for money. No, you they're know, not. Like this is someone that has a higher purpose for their life and, they, and they've realised it just like we have. Exactly. We aligned with that company for a yeah. reason. Because yeah. we have that bigger vision in actually truly helping people and caring for people and being yeah. there. I, I had an American client the other day and he said to me, oh, is it okay, like, you getting up at five in the morning? And I said, well, the person that delivered mine actually got up at two. So that's really me sleeping in. So <laughs> if she can do it, I can do it for you at five in the morning, no problem. Yeah. 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 So I thought we'd just dig in a bit and just let people know what can be achieved by doing like NLP with you and timeline therapy. What it's can, what can, how can that help people? Like, for example, if you were to deliver a breakthrough session, I have so many people and they're like, what's this breakthrough session? And they just like, I think a lot of them are just scared. Like my brother said to me, oh, I'll, I'll do one, but I don't want you to change me. I don't want to be any different. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really important point to bring up right now because that, that's one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people seem to be very attached to their problems yeah. and they and they have an identity around their problems so that they don't necessarily always want to let go of it. They do want to and part of them wants to let go of it. Part of them really wants to become, you know, that person, the potential that they can see for themselves. but then. They identify with the problem and they don't really dare to let go of it. And I think it is because many times there is this fear that it's going to be painful to go through, that yeah. a breakthrough is going to be like breaking me down when it's actually not. The, exactly. the personal breakthrough that we do is is really just listening to the person, really listening to what the problem is, where the problem is coming from, what is attached to the problem, and really trying to understand the problem from the person's perspective so that we can find out exactly what's going on and we know where they're at, where they want to be, and then we just remove everything in between that prevents them from going to where they want to go. Yeah. It involves just asking some questions, and many times we're not really that interested in the in the content of the questions, more how the person is responding so that we can think about, okay, so this is where the problems are lying. This is where we have limiting beliefs. This is where we have negative emotions. This is where we have incongruent behaviors. This is where we have strategies that can be improved on. And then we literally just remove this thing that we need to remove and, and install things that is helpful and beneficial for taking the person to where they want to go, which is so really true. amazing. Yeah. And so what I thought I would do, I thought I'd let you just describe your special talent because when you told me what your special talent was, mm-hmm. it made me emotional and it made me think I have to get this girl and I have to do an interview with her because what you do 
is so special. I've never heard a single person who has the courage to do it and the ability to do it. You're the only one that I know of. And for me, I'm giving you to the world as a gift just to know you exist and you are the answer to a lot of their problems. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you seriously, I, I, yeah. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like what you do, I, I personally could not do it. Yeah. But what you do is amazing. It takes a very special person and you're that person. I'm really passionate about helping women who are suffering from emotional traumas that they've gone through, people who have had abusive relationships and who have maybe had to face a termination of a child. And it can be such a traumatic experience to to make a decision of potentially having to terminate or to go through the guilt and the grief from that. People who feel like they did the wrong decision, who's stuck in that emotion. And it is a really traumatic experience to feel something like that, of course. And I don't take away the pain of the grief or anything, but to then hold on to all of that pain afterwards and to be afraid of maybe going into a new relationship or to let that old relationship that one had really define where they are or they decide to be alone or I have to be independent because I I don't trust people anymore because it was so painful or will I ever be able to to face myself after a termination because that was really painful um I find that a lot of people cherish their pain because it's a way of holding on to the child that never happened yeah it's a lot of guilt to carry yeah, a lot of guilt and sometimes shame. It depends on the age. Some people have had to have terminations very early on in age because they fell pregnant and something happened or whatever, and they might have had to go through and do that. And and then years later, they're still carrying on this guilt from what they did in the past. And it's not necessary to actually hold on to that pain because even if we let go of it, you would still be able to feel the love and appreciation for that pregnancy but without the pain and the emotional drawbacks that's holding you back in life from actually moving forward to a happier, joyous life. Mm. I find that a lot of people are preventing themselves from their own wholeness because they're carrying this guilt or they're carrying this shame or they're carrying this um, experience of what's right and wrong, these value judgments that outside forces are putting onto them or that they themselves are putting onto themselves. And so what I really... And passionate about and what I love doing is just helping women particularly to just step into their own truth and to be feeling that wholeness within and to really let go of this emotional stuff even if it was really traumatic even if it was really painful to go through and to be able to just let go of that and appreciate life and appreciate where they want to go and really get excited for the joy and happiness and love and care and compassion and everything that they have in front of them. Yeah, because I suppose people need to understand there is a life after any (laughs) traumatic experience. There is another life that you need to live. Exactly. And we can choose to stay stuck and therefore make choices and actions and decisions that kind of don't lead us really where we want to be in life like I see I see it like this the life that I'm living is really precious I've got this time right now and I want to make the most of it like I really want to live in the moment and I really want to be here and now and I don't want to waste another second 
on living outside of the truth of who I am. Because if I'm living in my truth, it will give other people inspiration and maybe some feeling of relief of being able to step into their own truth. Yeah. And it might trigger some other people, but we always trigger some people. Like it's always going to be, you know, you, you, some people love you, some people hate you. That's just life. That's just the yeah. way it is. And that's totally fine. But I rather do that in my own truth and in my own happiness, loving myself, loving my surroundings, spreading joy, spreading happiness, just being joyous and experiencing life for the fullness of what it is. And that's what I want to see in my clients as well. So when they are stepping in with this pain, these emotional drawbacks and these, you know, low energy because they're holding on to all these negative emotions that are just like dragging with them. I really just want to bring out that joy and happiness and authenticity and truth. Yeah. In people. And and it's it's so fulfilling to do that. To see the difference from coming in in this state and then coming out on the other side and really seeing where their life can take them. It's just an incredibly fulfilling feeling to help yeah. somebody on the way to do that. And the amazing thing is too, like what I've found with a lot of my clients who really they, they I suppose they become friends, but when you teach them enough about NLP, and even if they come and do a practitioner's course with you, you mm. tend to find they go on to help other people as well. It's like you start this whole snowball effect of people learning and then they share what they learn to others to make other people's lives better. Yeah. And that's actually, that's like one of my whys, one of my passions as well. Like if I know that I can influence and help, the people that come into contact with me and then they can in turn influence and help people that come into contact with them and then they can in turn influence and help people who come into contact with them we will just be able to spread more joy happiness and authenticity to everybody and i really truly believe if if we just had a bit more of that joy and that happiness that you would see more you know work satisfaction people would dare to go for the jobs that they want to do and they would yeah. be satisfied at work they would be happy they would come home to a happy relationship because they've been working on you know, relationship stuff together. Um, you can get businesses flourishing because they are, you know, stepping into their own whys and the reason for why they want to do things. And that yeah. will really empower people. And I think we would just be in a really good place. <laughs> yeah, I call it the transfer effect. It's like you touch like that. that person, they touch that person and and you just make everyone's life better. And if you do it with all your friends, you tend to, you go to a party and you're just like, all my friends are here and everyone is happy. Yeah. Everyone knows their purpose. Everyone knows why they're here. Yeah. Like we don't have anyone here that's sad or whatever because we know NLP and we know a lot more about our emotions once we do that. Yeah. And a lot and- of people a lot of people tend to be in denial and they just go quiet and suffer in yeah. silence when they don't need to. Yeah, they absolutely don't need it. Isn't that amazing when you go somewhere and you see that one person that is just pure joy? Yeah. Pure joy and happiness. Everybody wants to congregate because the vibration of that joy is is spreading, right? It is. It's the nicest feeling when you go and see people and they're all happy and positive because they're not holding on to all this stuff. Exactly. Instead of then identifying with your stuff, being afraid of letting go of it, being afraid that it's going to be painful, it really isn't that painful. Using NLP and timeline therapy, we don't really go into the trauma of it all. Yes, we do a personal history to to discuss and to find out what the core of the problem is 
so that we can extract it. But that's a relatively short period of time. And it's also not in a traumatic way because it's only as much as the person is delivering and saying, right? That's what I like about it. What a lot of people probably think it's like dark, deep and scary, but it's actually very non-evasive. That's what I really love about it. It's very light and and non-evasive and and quite an enjoyable process and you just see the positive and the light side of everything as you go through it. It's not yeah. dark and scary at all. That's what I enjoy about it. Yeah, I uh, I do love that. Actually, I did have a client the other day um, who, who she said to me afterwards, she said, oh, I just feel like we've been sitting here playing, like we've just played. And it's I I really like having fun during the interventions and we were talking yeah. through stuff and through the therapy sessions to laugh and have fun and I believe that we can remove all of the stuff that we need to remove in a joyous way. Well, that's I why really, I had to introduce you to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really grateful. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your goals and dreams for the future? What have you got planned? Yeah, I I do really want to help a million people. That's actually my biggest goal. Like I want to help a million people and I see myself doing that by by training other people to, to do NLP trainings, to yeah, be able yeah. to have my own clients, of course, and just helping the clients. But just exactly what you said before, the transfer effect. So if yeah, I can yeah. if I can help the people that come into contact with me and then I can inspire them to really want to move forward and to also spread this message and to really help people bring out more joy and happiness. Yeah. then they can together we can accumulate and, and really help like at least a million people to just feel that joy, happiness, authenticity. 100%. And, you know, the people who actually watch this, whether they've done a course with us or any intervention, they still walk away feeling better and they still walk away knowing there's a hope. So even if you don't ever hear from them, you've yeah. still affected them in some way. You've yeah. opened the door up for a little bit for them to actually see that there is another direction to go. Exactly. And that's what I like, you know. Like I get people who just sit there next to me and they never do a course with me, but they sit there listening, 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 <laughs> and they say to me, oh, Mark, I just like sitting next to you and just picking out little bits of information all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say, okay, no worries. Exactly. Any sort of transformation happens. Yeah, it happens just any little thing. Exactly. Helps. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to happen super quick. It could be that the person is not really ready for a big change at the moment and they are still hearing what you're talking about and then at some <laughs> other point they're coming across NLP again and they're like, wait a minute, that's what that person spoke about. We, I've heard about NLP before. What is that again? Yeah. And what you said, some people feel like there is no options or in a position where they just feel really stuck. Yeah. And it's really beautiful then to bring out NLP because it really takes you outside of the core of the problem so that you can really see the and experience the um, the opportunities and the possibilities that are there when you have the emotional part removed. And what I love about it as well that I want to mention is that not just removing the emotions by suppressing them but truly addressing them. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So what would you tell yourself at seven years of age, what would be your advice? My advice to myself when I was seven years old, I would say to myself, I love you and just love yeah. yourself. That's literally what I would say. Just, just just know that you are loved. Just know that you have that inherent love within you and just feel that support. That's what I would do. I would give my seven-year-old self a big hug and just say that you are doing really, really good. 
and just keep going. Yeah, so true. Like I actually wrote a blog a while ago about my town because my town was values three a lot. Oh, really? And values four, which people who are watching this won't understand. And yeah, well, if you want to know, you have to ring Maria or me, and we'll explain all yeah. about values. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying that I went to a girlfriend's place one time, and I heard the whole family was like, "I love you, this. I love you, that." Every time they finished a phone call, I love you. And it just felt so alien to me. Like I come from an all boys family and it just wasn't happening there, you know, and it just felt so weird. And I was just like, oh, wow, is this what? Because they were in an all girl family and I was like, oh, wow. So that's what people do. It It was weird, you know, and it took me years and decades <laughs> yeah. to figure out like, oh, yeah, you meant to say that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I, I find the self-worth part is something that I wish I knew when I was a little bit younger, that we are all inherently worthy just by being. I always think about it like um, I am matter because, you know, we have our molecules and atoms and everything. So I am matter. So by definition, I matter. Exactly. I am matter. So exactly. I matter. I yeah. matter just by existing, I matter. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't exist because I am matter. That's how I think of it. I and like it's, it. Like if I knew that when I was a kid, because sometimes, you know, we feel like we don't matter, we're not seen, we're not heard, we're not felt, we're not appreciated, we're not valued. And a lot of people keep running those programs in their heads and thinking, oh, I didn't yeah. do well here or I, I look a bit too floppy here or oh, I'm not pretty enough or you know, I I probably couldn't have that relationship because I'm not worthy of it. No, you yeah. matter just by existing. In Australia, in Australia, it was, uh, you know, when we were kids, it was like, you know, kids should be seen and not heard so much, you know. In Sweden, was it like that? Was it very um, strict or more open? It was a little bit more open, I'd say. Sweden is a very liberal country in that sense and it's, yeah. it's a lot about equality and those sort of things. So... I I didn't really experience it like that from a general population kind of sense that children had to be quiet and stuff. I think we we were quite valued, but, you know, every family has their own issues and we all have childhood traumas or, you know, and trauma in itself doesn't have to be a big thing. It could just be like something that you as a child experienced really traumatic. It could just be an emotional detachment. You got closed into a room or whatever. You got told off and that could be stored in your body as trauma yep and um even though sweden is a has i had a really good sort of relationship to you know i was never really told i wasn't seen but because of the environment i was in in my particular situation like my childhood i really felt non-seen like i felt like i wasn't important and that had a big impact on who i became now i became very um high achiever i'd like to achieve stuff i like to create stuff i like to do stuff and i also became really independent and those are some qualities that i like about myself but i've also noticed that sometimes i utilize or previously i utilized my independence to avoid getting into situations where i would potentially get rejected yeah like oh i'm so strong and independent but actually i'm just avoiding connections because if I have a connection I have to be vulnerable and if I'm vulnerable it's painful and can I really be true to who I am and 
I don't really know if I dare to be true to who I am because people, I don't matter, which is something that has totally (laughs) changed. I walked around with so much fear inside of my body. And before I did the NLP trainings, I I just felt like it was compounding. I had a lot of compounding effects of fear inside of me. Now I was still achieving high and people around me wouldn't know because I would have that, you know, just look of me. Yeah, facade, that was great. But inside, I felt like I was just scared of everything. I didn't really have the massive anxiety that some people are suffering from. I did have some anxiety, but it was just so much fear in my body that I didn't dare to be true to who I was. Now, when I experienced the NLP and the timeline therapy and let go of my limiting, like all of the negative emotions that I had from the past, and that fear disappeared, holy manoli, I had so much energy. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, why would I have ever let that just hold me back from being my true self? Gets heavy. It's a lot of weight to carry around on those shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So that is one of the best things that's ever happened to me, to just be exposed to NLP and timeline therapy and to be able on a personal level to let go of all that stuff. Yeah. So you probably just answered my next question. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give your your yourself at 18 years of age yeah I would say that I would say to really just be true to who you are and love yourself and know that you matter like you matter no matter what as long as I like I really love that analogy that's so good yeah (laughs) so good and all you have to do is look in the dictionary and it's right there exactly look at it and they translate it a completely different way (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you know it's and that's what happens when you do NLP, you look at words and you look at sentences and they don't look the same anymore. That's what I found. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you really look at things and you're like, that's not what it means. I used to think that. Yeah. But now I know it means that. And it's always a positive spin. It's not a negative spin. Yeah. The language and communication really changes once you do NLP. Like you, Yeah. You and I sometimes make the parallels as well because I'm bilingual. I speak both Swedish and English. Uh, I notice that, the, of course, there's differences in the meaning of the words when you're translating the words, but it's not just the difference in the word. It's on a different level once you've done NLP. And yeah. It's totally different. It is. It's almost like there are three words. You yeah. Swedish, English, NLP <laughs> translation of that. <laughs> Yeah, and then into the brain and how we encode it (laughs) and how everybody does it differently. Yeah. that's uh, I find that to be really interesting. That was one of the biggest takeaway when I started doing the NLP was, you know, the the NLP model of communication, how we all generalize and distort and delete information. And I found that to be so profound when I heard that because – We've all been in situations where you have two people who've been at the exact same time, everything else happened, and they have completely different stories of what happened. 100%. We've all heard it. Because one person might be deleting some of that information and generalizing and distorting that, whereas the other person generalized the, the material that the first person was deleting, and then they actually literally have two totally different views on it. Yeah. And none of them are wrong. Both of them are right. Yeah. But of how they took in the material into their heads how they processed it how they let it run through their values and attitudes and experiences and meta programs and all of the different things that we are using in our brains when we encode the material and then they created this 
internal representation of what happened, which is totally different. And it makes sense that it's totally different. Yeah, we have our own realities. Yeah, exactly. There's not really a right or a wrong. It's just through our life experiences, we create our own realities. Yeah. And the way NLP explains how that works inside of our heads is so fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So where do you see yourself living in the future? Where would you like to live? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm a bit of an adventurous person. I do like a bit of change every now and then. Uh, I, do, um, I do love the warmth. I am really grateful moving from Sweden. Sweden was a bit too cold for me. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I chose to move to Australia and I love being in Australia. It's really nice. But I don't know, something in me is saying that I might be shifting. Who knows? I love the fact that we now these days live in such a global world. Yeah, Everything is just global. It's easy to kind of move somewhere, but it's also easy to work online, especially when helping people like this. We can always just do it online on online sessions. Just like you and I right now are talking yeah. online, we don't have to be in the same in the same room or anything. Yet we can still connect. And really- that's that's one thing I'd like to re- reiterate for everybody. Anyone that wants to speak to Maria, you don't have to go and visit her in an office or anything. We just book a Zoom meeting, and then you do a one-on-one like that. This is the way it's done, and this is a way of the future. Like. Yeah, exactly. That you can get the best people and you don't have to fly to Perth or America. You go online and you, you get the access to the best people. Exactly, yeah. That's the I beauty all, of it. I do all my sessions online. I do prefer doing it online because it's a, it's a really nice environment. People can stay at home. They can stay in an environment where they feel really safe. They can stay in an environment where they don't have to travel anywhere. So I do really enjoy the online work. Yeah, I I find people are not as anxious because they're not like, you know, having to catch transport or having to be at a meeting. They're at home, so they're usually factored in an hour where they're not going to be bothered and they can do whatever they need to do and be more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I know it might sound funny, but isn't it nice just being able to go to the bathroom when you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. more stressful than going to, like, any kind of formal place and you like you want to go to the bathroom but you don't want to ask yeah and then you think oh now I've got to do hypnosis and relax I don't think I can yeah (laughs) yeah it's very true people are way more relaxed at home in their home environment or wherever they want to be doing it but yeah Yeah. when they can choose where they want to be that's what I find yeah And, and so what are you most afraid of So I used to have, as I said before, I used to have a lot of fears in my body. I was afraid of people. I was afraid of like when going out that something would happen. I would be afraid of all these scenarios that was just running in my head. Now, since I let go of my fears, I don't really have a ton of things that I'm afraid of. We have the, I wouldn't say, I I, I don't have the irrational fears. I still have the the healthy fears. Like I wouldn't really want to face a bear or, you know, like have a snake (laughs) in my head somewhere or whatever, like just having something. Um, But I, um, yeah, it was good letting go of a lot of those fears had really freed me up. Now I do want to, I do want to take it to the next level and really do keynote speaking. So I guess that's my next thing that I want to remove within myself to really get good at, um, public speaking and remove any sort of limiting decisions or any limiting fears or anything around that yeah I've always 
I've always <clears throat> thought, you know, I'd like to go back to my hometown and do a, um, it's a little bit tacky, <laughs> but I'm levels five, so I'm self-indulgent. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind going back to my local club. There's just like one club in the town. That's all there is, small town, and doing yeah. a, um, a hypno show. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there's a lot of extroverts there and they <laughs> would really enjoy letting their hair down, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It I would really... be funny. Yeah. I know the whole town would show up. They'd be like, they'd be hanging off the light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find hypnosis is one of those things that is quite underutilized because hypnosis can be used so well for change. And oh. to really just tell our unconscious mind that we don't have to worry about all of our conscious talks like, no, that couldn't happen. No, that's not true. Whatever. We just skip that and integrate the unconscious and the conscious mind together so that we can achieve change. And a lot of people have, as we said before, the misconception that hypnosis is done to you and not with me. Um, so they just don't utilize it when it is a tool which is free for everybody, really. Yeah. You can go onto YouTube and find all sorts of hypnosis training or you can purchase it or you can go and see us and get hypnosis done and it's really easy to learn it's easy to do and it has a huge effect yet not a lot of people are using it I've never met anyone who knew about or knew how to do it except for people that were doing chicken dances on stage and stuff like that yeah I'd I'd heard of a couple of people who would quit smoking doing it Mm-hmm. And they had smoked for whew, twenty years, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So, using it to stop biting the nails and to you know lose weight and all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, it's great for weight loss. I, yeah. I recently did that with a client, and um, she had lost. Last I heard, she lost four or five kilo, and she was still going strong. Mm. So. I actually need to catch up with her probably for another hypno session just to reinforce that mm-hmm. because uh, she seemed to be quite committed. Yeah, good. That's so good. what are some of the other things you can really help people who are struggling with their old emotions and fears? Well, one thing that I think it's important for people to realise is that they have the power within them to to make choices. I think that a lot of people who are struggling are at the effect and they're thinking that life is happening to me and they're not really realizing that their own actions and their conscious and unconscious actions have taken them to where they are so instead of stepping into that power knowing that I myself am able to change my life because I'm responsible for my life I'm responsible for my actions I'm responsible for my behaviors they are staying in a state where it feels like I can't do anything and that's giving their own power away So even if you're facing somebody, even if somebody is facing something which is quite difficult, we still have a choice to to change our mindset because nobody else is in charge of our mind. We are. We can choose what we want to do in our head. (laughs) We we can create the negative thoughts. We can create the, the bad stuff in there. And if we can create the bad stuff, we might as well create the good stuff. Yeah. The really happy thoughts, the the joyous things and letting go of the things. And we can choose to do all of that. So I think to become really responsible and to take that responsibility and ownership 
actually allows people to step into their own power. And that's when you start seeing all of the opportunities and possibilities and, and you know, can shift things tremendously. Yeah. Well, that's a, one thing I was, my, one of my favourite statements from NLP is how people get into an unresourceful state. Yeah. And I can just relate so much to it. If I get frustrated with technology, completely lose the plot, unresourceful. If I get angry, unresourceful. If I get scared, unresourceful. It's just unresourceful. I just think there is that direction, there's that thing, it's not happening for me and there is no other choice. And then when you take a step back, you're like, there's a world of choices. Like, Just breathe, think about it for a minute, you know. There are so many directions you go, but we just think there is just that choice. Yeah, because we're so stuck inside of the problem. We're, we're in the matrix. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and as soon as you step outside of the problem, you realize that there is, as you said, a world of options that is actually there. Now, that could be hard sometimes to step out of the problem because we are holding on to the emotions. Yeah, but That's yeah. why it's so important to let go of those negative emotions and the limiting beliefs so that we can keep stepping outside of the problems and start seeing the possibilities and the options that we have instead. So true. Mm-hmm. And why do you think so many people have a hard time making the change on their own? Well, I think ultimately it comes down to priorities in a way. Like I think that if now I'm talking about our values and our values and motivations, and I think a lot of the times our values that we are running inside of our heads are very unconscious. And some people might know a little bit of what they value, you know, but they might have incongruencies in their values. They might have values which is is opposing each other. And if you have opposing values, it's going to be difficult to be really congruent in your actions towards where you want to go. So it's realizing that you have the opportunity to actually clean those ones out, to clean out your values and to shift them and move them to where you want to go somewhere. So, you know, as you said, um, with weight loss and talking about, as we spoke about before here, we were talking about weight loss and just thinking about the motivation. Some people are, oh, I want to lose weight and I really want to train. I want to lose weight. But yet they're not making it happen. And they're not really taking action. And it's because maybe health is not, one of their number one values maybe health comes really far down on the list then it doesn't matter if they want to do it they're just not really going to be congruent in their actions towards actually losing that weight right yes and what would you recommend for someone that wants to do weight loss what what intervention would you put them into or I think for somebody who wants to do weight loss, it's really important to actually shift their values and to have a look at their health values and to look at where they want to go, to see where they're at, of course, and see where they want to take them and what is preventing them from actually going to where they want to go. Because if they have tried and they have done different things and they haven't really achieved anything, or maybe they have achieved some, but then they've gained weight again it might really be because they have those incongruencies because they have behaviors that they're running. They have, they have systems that they're running, which is preventing them from actually actionizing and getting to where they want to get. So I personally would really look at the values. I would clean out the values. I would remove any negative emotions around it. Maybe there is negative emotions. Like I, I cannot lose weight because if I do, then men would be attracted. And at one point I was in an abusive relationship. So therefore I don't really want to. So therefore I'm holding myself back. So there can be a ton of secondary gains as to why somebody wouldn't lose weight. And you just want to make sure that you clean all of that up and 
install the motivation required so that people can achieve the outcome that they want to have. So true. So mm-hmm. true. And so what would be three books you would recommend? So I have them here because I knew this question would come and I do love these books. I The first one I want to recommend is Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. It is a book that really influenced me when I read it. It's all about the vibration of our emotions and how when we're holding on to shame and guilt and anger and all of those different things, how we can learn to really let go of the emotions. Uh, I think it's a tremendous book and it did really affect me a lot when I read it. I really loved it. I actually hugged the book when I finished reading it. (laughs) But I love books. That's a a pretty good recommendation. I'm a book person. The second one I want to recommend is um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I think it's an absolutely incredible book. I think that one of the reasons why a lot of people don't really achieve what they want is because they don't have a clear why. Um, they might have a, a vague why or or no somewhat, but then if there is like an obstacle facing them, it's too much. And if you have a really strong why, you literally just see it as an obstacle, right? You, we're all, always going to face different obstacles. But if you have your why and you're resilient and you know what you want to do and you have cleared out all of the negative emotions and limiting beliefs around it, then there is nothing really stopping you because you would just work around that obstacle. You can step over it. You can go on the side of it. You can move it out of the way. You can find the other resources that you need and you just work through it. Um, but I think that having your why makes that way easier. Yeah, so that's so book- true. I really love this one. It's a, it's a quick read. It's not really a big book, but I really loved it. It was a good one. And then staying on the theme of um, of the emotional clearing, I do love this one as well, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who talks about the power of the belief and how we can really change our lives with a really strong mindset of the focus of exactly how we want it to be. And that's another thing that, I struggled with for many, many years was that I didn't like setting goals. I had big goals, but I didn't like setting them. And as soon as there was a time frame for a goal, it would stress me out. I was just like, I don't like goals. I don't do goal setting. I don't like goals at all. And it it made me quite incongruent and it made me not having a clear focus. And so I was all over the place. <laughs> I would just go everywhere. Um, so for me, it has been really good to just learn to have a really strong focus and to keep my eyes on that focus and just work towards what it is that we want to achieve. Yeah, so true. Well, uh, I think everyone can see now why I decided to interview you because, Marie, you certainly know your stuff and I would never, ever bring anyone onto an interview unless I thought they were amazing and I thought that they couldn't deliver and you certainly have today because everything I've heard here I think, is value for everybody. And even if they don't do any interventions, they've already had a few answers and been pointed in the right direction to get some sort of self-help and some sort of direction. And then after they read their books, they can come back and contact you. Yeah, yeah. So for the people who want to get in touch with you, how should they get in touch with you? Where should they go? They can go to my website. It's mariawenner.com. So it's just my name and .com. It's very simple and straightforward. Yeah, um, so and- how, do, how do, can you spell the last name for these Aussies? <laughs> the last name is W-E-N-N-E-R. 
So that's right. my side. Yeah. That, so was, that was really good. Um, all right, we might have to do a, uh, a part two. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, so I'll wrap up now and uh, thank you so much for your wisdom and your and your time, you know. Thank you really so much. Really appreciate for that. Me. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Maria.